Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Over the Top Cycling Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas, and we are on the line with Bryce Walsh, who is fresh off of Fat Bike World's. Bryce, what was it like out there? I mean, this massive snowstorm coming in, that had to be an adventure. Yeah, you know, it, it was uh it was beautiful actually. We we somehow managed the perfect day for it, even though there's the imminent um threat of just getting dumped on. So it was uh it actually was clear, sunny, um pretty pretty warm actually even. So so it, it made for uh, perfect conditions. Now, were you riding in snow? Oh, yeah. Um, there was a f- little bit of fresh snow the night before um, the race, but, um, you know, just not not a huge amount. But it was enough to make uh, make some of those trails start getting... Uh, um, so it was, it was on um, Nordic ski trails. Oh, it was. Um, the which typically they, I don't think they allow fat bikes on those there, but they allow us for this day to utilize them. But, but um, so we got a little bit of fresh snow. So some of those um, descents especially got pretty rutted up as the race went on. It was, it was, it was pretty soft at times, but um, so the first laps super fast and then started to kind of dig in a little bit more as the, as the laps went on. So how long was each lap? Um, I want to say it was a little under six miles. I think I ended up with about like 29 miles on my, uh, odometer. So, so, and then the, there, there are actually two races that they did. They did a, uh, um, and actually this was sort of funny that they call it the elite category that did, um, five laps and then the open category did three laps and, I sent a message to him and said, what exactly constitutes a elite fat biker? And uh, they said, basically anyone who wants to ride longer. <laughs> <laughs> What's the pain of a longer race? I think that was the response I got. So, um, so me being someone who um, prefers the pain of a longer race, signed up for the elite race, even though that was stacked with a lot of, uh, a lot of really strong racers. Yeah, well, you know, we can go a little into your background, Mr. Race Across Africa, Race Across America, uh, all sorts of out there events that uh, cause you a lot of pain. You've had a fat bike for one week? Uh, one week. Um, and before that, I think I've, I've ridden one twice. Um, you know, I borrowed a buddy's 
for for a weekend one time and then uh yeah i think i took a, took another spin maybe just through around a bike shop or something like that but it's one of those i've been threatening to uh to add a fat bike for a while um forget this was a good time so um i ended up being a being able to kind of grab a, one of the boo bikes so which was was really cool to kind of get get something a little different for a fat bike too I love Boo. Was Nick Fry out there? He was not. No. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to send him a message and tell him ask him where he was <laughs> on that one. Did you do Boo Proud? Well, you know, I uh I think I, I had my my ups and downs in this one for sure. So definitely some dramatic uh crashes, but you know, one of the great things about it was you're falling into big Mounds of snow. <laughs> so, um, so I, I think uh, I think everybody probably did a few of those, you know, except maybe maybe some of the best riders. Um, pretty much all my friends, though, at some point, you know, took a pretty good digger. So, now, how many people were in the field? And it sounds like I mean it's a world championship, but there's no qualification to get into it, except you've got to have a bike for at least a week. Yeah, you know, I, I, it seems like it was it was pretty wide open. Um, anybody was welcome. It, it, you know, I don't know what the total number was. I was just sort of looking through it. Um, and, you know, there was, I think there were probably about 50 or so in the elite um, ways and then probably a few more in the, the open way. It seemed like a lot of people were, thought three laps sounded, like, sounded better, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it, in hindsight, I think maybe three laps would have would have been just fine for me too. But um, it ended up being, uh, you know, the first two laps were fantastic, really, really fun, and then you know, I could just sort of feel the uh, the energy draining on those last two laps for me. Oof. Now, world championship. Were people there from around the world, or was it mostly from the U.S.? I'm assuming the latter. I, yeah, I didn't really. I mean, I I didn't notice anybody who traveled from outside of the U.S. But you know, there might have been. It seemed like there was quite quite a few people anyway. Um, you know, and I think I think they managed to draw in a good chunk of people. But I think I think it was probably predominantly U.S. riders. Now I'm thinking of the single speed world championships where the winner gets a mandatory tattoo. And uh, you sent me a picture of someone who is being branded. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I heard that they were going to be doing this. Um, I just, I actually just saw the picture today too, so it was, it was a, little, a little shocking. Um, I thought, uh, I kind of thought it was maybe just more of a joke that they were going to do that, but looks like maybe they follow through on this stuff in Crested Butte. And the brand was very strategically placed, so it couldn't be seen unless someone was mooning. Exactly. <laughs> so, and they actually had the brand over by the burger there earlier in the day, so I'm wondering if that's the same one or not. So. <laughs> now, would the brand for winning, would that hold you up? I mean, if you were leading and you were going to win this race and then all of a sudden the thought entered your head that, oh, I've got to get branded if I win, would you hold up? 
uh, you know, I was wondering that. Like, I hope I would have figured there'd be some people just track standing right before the finish line <laughs> to, <laughs> to avoid that. But, um, yeah, you know, I guess it must have been worth it. <laughs> so let's get into a little more detail about the race. What was the course like? Was there a lot of elevation gain? Was it relatively flat? How did it work? You know, it, it actually... You know, it, it it was um it was very much like a kind of a cross country ski trail in some ways. Um, you know, there there's some pretty good there's, you know, kind of like two sections that were probably more climbs. Um but and and they were they were tough climbs as the race went on, you know, as you're trying to keep traction going up the snow and all that. Um the descents are probably the for me, the part that was most challenging, just because there's, uh, especially as the race went on, the, the ruts got deeper and deeper, and you kind of like, you know, commit to the rut kind of thing as you're going down, down these descents, and you get some pretty good speed. Um, you know, was it a um, cliff bar? It set up a little jump on one of the descents. <laughs> that was that. Uh, I think that probably created some pretty good events as well there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, you know, it was, it was up, up and down, I guess, you know, not, nothing super steep. I, I was, uh, I mean, I was kind of wondering if it was going to be more because I've done some single track recently in the snow and I was wondering if they were going to kind of file us through some of that, but it was, it was more, more open. Um, no, you know, no real trees around. Now you do a lot of mountain bike racing. How does the fat bike handle in comparison? You know, it it's uh, it is different. I guess would be the best way to put it. But it's it's um, descents are so much fun on them. That's that's probably the thing that I I noticed right away. It's it's like it feels like you're you can just roll over everything. Um, so things like in in fact uh, the bike I got, I, I put a, a shock on the front and I did a couple of runs and I was like, I, I cannot tell the difference whether the shock's engaged or whether it's locked out. You know, it was, wow. was that, does that has that kind of effect on, on the ride. Um, just have those, those big hefty tires on there. Um, you know, but it takes, it takes a little more energy to get, get that thing moving too. So, but um, but yeah, I think it, I think I think it's gonna be fun, and it'll be interesting to put it through uh, some non-snow rides too, just to uh, see how it compares at that point. Now, was this a demo bike, or did you go ahead and uh, pop for a fat bike? No, this is this is mine. So it is. I'm gonna be spending lots of you know. I figure it's gotta gotta find ways to enjoy the winter, you know, especially living out here, in Colorado. We've got to. Uh, you know, I can ski, but it's good to get out on a bike. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's being a little bit more of a road biker. Sometimes it's, it's tough to get motivated to go out in the, in the sub-freezing temperatures anyway. So I figure this would be a good way to make sure I get some get some good rides out, rides in. And it also gets you out into some really quiet, um, nice country, too, to get on some of the trails in the winter. Yeah, it strikes me as kind of a solitary sport for some reason. I mean, it it seems like a bike you would just take off kind of on your own at any time. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think for me it probably will be that way. Um, but there's, um, there's a ton of group rides, actually. Um, I, was, I was really surprised once I started digging into this, um, like even right around where I'm, where I live, um, you know, it seems like there's a couple, of, you know, a handful of them every week where they uh, they get together and a group of, group of people, group of guys, or go uh, go and hit some of the trails, like up, you know, up in some of the canyons and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's I think it's like any any cycling. There's there's uh, there's a camaraderie to it, you know. And do you see yourself uh, racing this in other venues? I think I think I'll probably do a few more fat bike races for sure. Um, you know, there's I, I think I joked a while ago. There's another race coming up in uh, around here in Lyons that uh, you get an extra beer if you can finish the course on a fat bike. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll consider that too. <laughs> well, it sounds like a great reward that's better than a brand. <laughs> way, way better than a brand, yes. <laughs> Well, Bryce, I sure appreciate you taking the time to visit with us. I look forward to uh, having a more in-depth discussion about Fat Bike Worlds with you, uh, hopefully later this week. All right. Thanks, George. Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.